They tried to silence us, but we are back. My internet wasn't working. Um, and uh, and uh, makes you we think. Were... Makes you think. We set on several devices recording yeah. at nine. Yeah, and now it's nine thirty-seven, and you know it took a little bit. It took a little bit convincing, but uh, the the powers that be decided to let us record because I figure the fuss that the we that we would cause if they didn't let us would probably be more damaging than us putting the pod out. This close to the election, mm-hmm. this close to, to the election would have been unwise. <laughs> would have uh, been unwise. So this is our first episode since the season started officially proper. You've been to a game already. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I yeah, yes, I have. I wanted to structure this podcast because I am the one editing this time around and i sent you a note as to how i wanted to structure it and you know how i am when i start episodes and it's my editing time i'm gonna lay out how we're gonna talk about this episode first part is first part is gonna be our initial feelings about the team sitting at two and four then we're gonna talk about the wins then we're gonna talk about the losses i don't know if we're gonna go game by game with them we might just talk about kind of the vibe because both have had different vibes obviously Mm -hmm. winning and losing then we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the fishermen, um, and then we're going to answer some questions. And I'm sure that we will stay on topic the entire time and not veer off. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. So, All right. You seem fired up, so I'm going to uh, ask you first how you feel right now, Monday, 9.39 p.m., October 24th. Islanders are two and four. He's got bone juice. I've got blue Gatorade, but I don't mix um, alcohol with my beverages, so it's just going to be blue Gatorade for me. Well, so and this is a new, you know, it's the same, but it's a little different, kind of like the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is bone juice. It's actually the same blue Hawaiian punch that I've been working on since the 2021 playoff run. It's just been sitting it's, it's a jug of it uh right. and bourbon i got some bourbon in there I, I i decided to wild card it and um because really the best hope that 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 uh i think this team has this season is a wild card um two and four it's it's six games so not going to be one of these people that is having a fucking meltdown on twitter analyzing whether or not uh uh, it, uh Golyashev should have should, should have been kept on to. I saw that name on the timeline today, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, people, keep it together. God damn. Yeah, I have a life. I'm a happy person, so I'm not thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> but but I I think uh, I think it's 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 too early to say the season's over. It's ridiculous that that energy's been out there. But it's, it's... I think it's not too early to 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 say that, that there are serious serious problems that need to be rectified uh immediately because i mean um what is heartening is that the best parts of this team or the the best performances um have either been from you know guys that that we thought were done but are still kicking or guys that Martin. frankly frankly are players that you need the Islanders, whether you're trying to see them, uh, you know, build to the future or see them win now 
are guys that you need performances out of. And and you've had good stuff from, from Sorokin. You've had good stuff from Dobson, although he's seemed lost in his own end, but that's something that we'll get into in the losses for sure. Yeah. Um, but Sorokin's been great. Uh, Dobson's been good. Wallstrom's uh, looked very alive. And, Matt Martin's uh, been good, by the way. Matt Martin. Matt Martin, for sure. But, Anders uh, Lee's been good. Anders Lee's been good. But there, there's no, but like it's uh, these these things, all, all the things that, that are good are strictly individual things for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. The the team play has been very concerning, um, and uh, you know for me, I and we'll get we'll I guess develop this will come out through the other parts of this episode, but right for me, I'm not I'm not losing my mind right now, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna say that part of why I'm not losing my mind is the fact that I think the Islanders actually are built semi decently for escape valving this season and uh, retooling fairly quickly next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace because I've made peace with uh, partially Bridgeport's performance and particularly the fact that like all the guys that are the guys that you're looking for to produce down there are producing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, Oh wow. That's, that's possibly a lot of productivity for like $3 million, <laughs> like, right, you know, right, right. three to f- maybe three and a half million on the cap. If you know, you went crazy and had like ball duck sure, come sure. up as well. But, uh, you know, I think, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with the fact that, uh, maybe this is not going to be a wild card year. Um, and, cool. uh, but but for me, it's that I don't. I'm a little bit perplexed at uh, at how fans who spent the whole fucking summer saying that the team is going to suck is now <laughs> mad. Is now mad that they're getting what they want. It, I don't. Okay. Because it, it, yeah, I think I think there's there, some insight into these people. Really, is that they they. What I believe that they're doing is, you know, it's hard to say because there are so many different contingents of every fan base that are, even when a team is like undeniably good, uh, like, you know, I've, I've seen it with, I've seen it with, with Avalanche fans. I'm going to try not to speak so much about the Avalanche. I know like, it irritates you. It irritates, it, it irritates the listeners. Surely, surely that won't come up uh, in another segment in this episode. Anyway, so it, it's a thing where I, I've literally had to unfollow Avalanche fans from, you know, the last two years because it's like, while there are a portion of people, and this goes for Islanders fans too, obviously, uh, there are, is always a portion of people that are going to try and like, not only, it's not only what they believe, but they're trying to manifest uh, the, the team being good. Whereas I feel like these people that are fans of the team that are speaking, oh, this team's going to suck, this team's going to suck, they're, you know, it feels like they're not trying to manifest this. They're trying to like set expectations so low. So that way they can be surprised and they, and they won't be disappointed. So it's, it's absolutely fucking ghoulish and freakish that like you said, they speak the entire summer about the team being bad and then are mad about the team being bad as opposed to just being like, 
well, this is what I had kind of built myself up for by by thinking worst case scenario. So that way I wouldn't be mad. But instead, they just made themselves upset and are now getting mad because of like the the projection in their head to keep themselves safe. It's maddening. It's also, you know, I guess we'll get into my thoughts on the team being two and four, you know, six games into the season. Um I'm not a freak. I'm not having a panic attack about this. It's like, it's a thing where one, there's a new head coach Two, uh, it, it is a, a slight retool, but, but within that retool and, and, you know, very slight because it's like one of those things where, you know, retool implies like getting a piece or two, like, like significant. And while Romanov isn't not a significant piece, it's not like, I guess what, you know, someone would consider like if the team took a swing at someone like Tarasenko, that would be like a little bit more of like a, Hey, that's a retool. This is kind of like viewed a little bit more as like, we're, we're getting the band back together. Um, yeah. But it's a thing where uh, even with the slight adjustments that they made, it, like, like it's a thing where, so they made slight adjustments, new head coach. Um, there's going to be like kind of a, a period of like, we're, we're, we're trying to sort this out. We're, figuring this whole thing out. Lane Lambert's figuring out how to be an NHL head coach. He's making these adjustments that I know you were not the biggest fan of uh, in terms of like the, the away D pairs being switched. Um, And it's one of those things where like that, that stuff, while I, while I definitely obviously pay attention to it, it doesn't bother me so much because I would rather a team, you know, make these kind of like, try these things out early on in the season so that way when things hit walls later on whether it's playoff time or right before play whatever it may be they might know oh well let's not try that out because that's not going to work out let's try something else out or try something that did work out i don't know it, it, like I said, this is all kind of part of the we're figuring this all out right now. We're at game six of the season. Now, th- things look a lot fucking different if uh, if they win the next two games, especially it being against fucking um, uh, the Rangers and they're playing Carolina on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a thing where and, – and, and very easily, like someone like the Rangers who just got thumped by the Blue Jackets, you know, they lose – that game and then maybe they get maybe they get you know shut up by Georgiev tomorrow at the garden you know and, and then yeah. and then they're on a little bit of a skid and the Islanders have a little bit of leeway um you know it's it's a thing where we're fucking we're not even 10 games in the season yet so the idea of huh, hitting the panic button and being like this team's a lottery team uh I can't be- like this is I saw Bedard, people, Bedard, Bedard. people people tweeting uh this is the last season I will be you know, renewing my season ticket plan. Uh, I, I had, uh, you know, the, the absolutely like it, it gives people this, like <laughs> in a lot of ways, I was thinking, I was thinking about this and it, the internet, you know, I, I, I just think that as, as a whole, we are not smart enough to have the internet. This, the, all of this information coming at us. So really, it's true. Like like the the fast pace that you know information comes at us because of the internet. It's just like it's too much. It's too much for so many people. Where like in the performative, 70s and 80s, the the just the performative commentary, like the the way co- like fandom itself has become uh, another extension of just like performative uh, de- social media engagement. 
D- Desmond, this is actually like, yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, while this doesn't like, I, I can, I can kind of like make this adjacent to hockey, but this is a thing that I've been thinking about, about like very specifically music and movies where one, everyone has to have an opinion about, about, and I know that art and sports are two different things, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring the two together here. I'm going to, I'm going to make it come together. But, but when it comes to something like art, one, everyone's got to have an opinion about it. And two, it's either the best thing that they've ever consumed or the worst thing that they've ever consumed. There's no such thing as like, that was pretty good anymore. It's, there are these very, and that's where I kind of bring it back to hockey. I think where it's like every statement that someone makes has to be like huge. It has to be, you know, this is the worst record I've ever heard in my life. How do people? We need to trade to these seven these seven players exactly. immediately. Exactly, it's like that. That would never happen. Or, or if the team's winning, you know, this is the best. Uh, yeah, and that very rarely happens because people are so fucking miserable. But yeah, you know, I mean, you know, that that's why it's a little bit different when it comes to the art versus sport. But, but, but you get the idea of what I'm saying. Everything is so huge, and it has to be. And and yeah. it's yeah, it's it's too much. The internet is too much back when our you know our parents were you know kids or in their 20s and they were watching hockey and they they just got they just watched the games and they watched the local games and they read what the standings were in the newspaper and then they probably went you know and did something else that was more pretty they went outside you know what i mean they didn't sit yeah so it's a, and obviously I'm, I'm not trying to like, you know, romanticize the seventies and eighties as being this great time for people. Um, but I just mean that like, maybe in terms of something like sports, it was healthier that way. I'm not saying yeah. I don't like having all of these games. I, I, there's a reason that I have ESPN plus and watching and it I, literally right now. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a re- that my whole life that I could, I've had access to as many games as possible. I'm just saying maybe it isn't the healthiest thing. But that's you know that's well you know maybe and maybe also drinking. and also yeah. Yeah, I, I think ahead. I mean I do think also just you know to kind of wrap up this just kind of the, it just feels like it's the fucking the Islanders fandom since basically since since like uh since everybody got COVID in a week since, since like you had the string of games where the Islanders blow that game against the the Wild they somehow have uh have the one game of the year where Mackenzie Blackwood is good right, right, uh, right. Ryan Pollock gets uh like breaks yeah. his fucking leg everyone and gets Josh, COVID and then everybody gets COVID <laughs> yeah. in a sequence of like, like yeah, yeah. It, it feels like like ever since then there's just been it's just been like the Ghostbusters 2 goo that makes everybody fight yeah. each other <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like Isles Twitter has been that and it's just like yeah i get it this isn't a great time but like one literally there's 76 games to go right right yep yep please (laughs) we it how long have you been a fan Mm -hmm. how many shitty teams have you seen even if this year is bad for the islanders it will be good for reasons that we'll get into later, but very briefly, obviously, there is there is an ownership here that will spend money on this team. One hundred percent, they want to win. They're like there very are, vocal about it. There now are several strong players that are under twenty four on like in this organization yeah. from like ages nineteen to twenty four. Yeah, 
in this franchise. So just fucking just relax. Relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the love of God. And maybe it's not the worst fucking idea to the next time that you feel like they're not playing that well, turn the game off and watch a movie. Or, you know, you know, and just like take a night off and then maybe yeah. come back to it. And, and and maybe your brain will be a little bit better. There's a lot of good stuff. I've been watching uh, for the first time Breaking Bad. Have you have you picked back up? You got to catch up, man. I'm almost done. I, I'm going to I'm going to. So it's a thing where October is kind of very sacred for me. It always has been. And so I can't really commit too much time to between hockey coming back and like I have to watch at least one, if not two mostly trashy horror movies you know every night i already watched one earlier in the night with my wife we watched the uh children of the damned a, a a really unnecessary sequel to a movie called village of the damned from the 60s um mm -hmm. just some like cool black and white uh b stuff i'm gonna watch the remake of the blob tonight while i'm editing this pod have you you're gonna roll your eyes have you watched werewolf by night no, but you know what? I'm not going to roll my eyes because I've uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, say that it's actually kind of uh, kind of good and like you know just like it's it, cool, ha man. It's really it's it's well done. It's, it's like well an hour. Done. It's like an hour, right? The fifty yeah, it's a, it's a fifty minute self contained thing. It doesn't have yeah yeah. You don't need it's to. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's like micro micro Easter eggs for like the most devout uh, fucking sure. Marvel Studios subreddit, like sure, these sure. people yeah. that like after I watch an episode of something, the nerd this was crew. a ref. This was yeah, a, yeah. yeah, and it's honestly impressive. Like it's impressive that like you can remember a a like brief musical motif from sure. like thirteen movies ago. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that that's like crazy. But like, yeah, you don't need that like understanding of any of it. And it's frankly cool because just like comic books in general take very different looks. Yeah. So it's cool to have a have the, you know, live action adaptation of like horror com horror comics. It sounds it sounds like a, a really uh it sounds like a really quick, easy watch for October. And it's one of those things oh, yeah. where sure it might be a Marvel thing, but like it sounds cool and it's not like a three hour commitment for something that I you know, and being like sold on. It's like, yeah. oh, that sounds cool. I will, I will probably check it out. I don't know if I'll get to it uh, immediately this month, but like, I'm gonna try and watch it before the end of the year. I'm gonna try and watch it this month because it makes more sense too. But um, but also VHS I, 99. Check it out if you haven't yeah, seen it yet. Like, like I said, I'm um, uh, I I started the VHS movies with uh with my pinheads this uh you know, this month. And I really, I, you know, I didn't avoid them, but I was just like, hey, you know, trashy uh, early aughts or like 2010 stuff is like, you know, it can be hit or miss. And I kind of liked, I kind of liked both of them. You know, those, I, I, I'm a big it's fan. Easy of it's, it's an easy watch. It's just, it's all easy watches. That's what it comes down to. I like these, um, you know, I like creep show, these kind of anthology movies that are like, you know, not it everyone is going to be. Yeah, they're fun. They're 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 fun, easy. Some of them are some of the some of them are bad. Some of them are good. Uh, but they're you know the bad and ones see, are like yeah, it's like twenty minutes. You know, you see, listeners, then, this is why it's important one. to have other other interests. Yeah, it's yeah, important yeah, yeah. to have other things that you like. You're able to just like 
think about those things and involve yourself in them. It's, it's fun. It's uh, it's better for your brain that way. It really is. It really is. Um, All right. Well, let's yeah. get let's get to some things that are slightly better that are better for your brain, but we're not going to have that much, I guess, to say about it. Which is the wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the wins first. Which, um, you know, both of those games were fun because it felt like the Islanders were kind of bullying those teams a little bit. Um, they were. Oh, they yeah. were. Yeah. In like. Uh, so very specifically, I want to just get these scores correct. So that way I'm not, yeah, that Sharks game, that was a lot of fun. And the, yeah, the Ducks game was the one very specifically that felt a little bit more like a bullying. Um, but it was, you know, it, it was two teams that they needed to beat that they beat real good. Um, and it's nice to see guys like, you know, Oliver Wallstrom have a real good game. Um, and, and, you know, in both instances, the Islanders really, it felt like they kind of dominated the play. And it, it, it's a thing where it's very clear that Lane Lambert is pushing this. They, you know, Elliot Freeman and, and Jeff Merrick talk about it all the time that the NHL is a copycat league and that whoever won the cup last, teams are going to try to emulate. And the one thing that very much stands out about the Avalanche, specifically even last year, is they're pushing the puck constantly. Like, I really have not seen a team. Even even the that team, you know, uh, the the last the handful of years prior where they're getting knocked out in the second round, they weren't quite pushing play like they did last year, where literally like they were pinching all the time, and they had obviously safety nets, but you know less so than obviously a Barry Trotz team. And so it, it is cool to see the Islanders play like that, where it's like we have the opportunity to keep the puck in the zone, let's go. We have the opportunity to move the puck up, let's go. It's cool. And so I see the vision and a lot of people's complaints is they don't have the personnel. I say, give it a few more games and let them kind of like, let them get used to playing with each other um, within this new system or, you know, different, you know, maybe some different line mates getting tried out and shuffled around. I, I, I liked what I saw out of the wins. Anything that stood out for you? Yeah. I mean, so for me, it's uh it's as I mentioned before, it's been like I think the power plays look better. Um, sure, yeah, it's yeah. still it's or I mean, I know I know they after the Dobson goal the opening night they struggled for a bit, but I, I thought they at, at times were getting chances. Um, it 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 feels like uh, Wallstrom uh, is just playing stronger getting the goals is huge just because uh as zach parise last season showed like you can have great you can look great out there and, and, and be given a, a strong effort but if you don't get if you don't get a goal after like five games of playing that hard it's where it starts to like creep in and grip the stick too tight and shit so yeah 100 uh, percent so it's nice uh, to see Walt, him get going a little Walt bit. And he's, hit, he's hitting too. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's that it's that, you know, in the Trots era, he had a lot of great snipes, but then you had the, the games where like the second he had the puck in the neutral zone, you knew he was just gonna fucking loot. He was gonna make the wrong decision every mm-hmm. time that was gonna lead to him either getting stripped in the zone or like getting the, the the shittiest dump in imaginable that doesn't gain any 
pressure. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's constantly keeping possession. He's gaining the zone and he's getting his shot off. And yeah. uh, uh, he, he's, there's just a certainty. There's a certainty that he has with the puck lately that he hasn't had uh, since, since that, like really he came on in that, in that, um, you know, uh, 21 COVID shortened season in the, oh, yeah. uh, in the all, all internal division, um, you know, regular season one. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, and, so, and so, a, 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 after getting hurt in, in the penguin series, it seems like he never quite was the same. Maybe some of that, and maybe some of that was the fact that didn't he get a concussion? Or wasn't that the injury that he got in that Penguin series? I remember, he, remember he took a fucking wild hit. Yeah. A wild hit in, in, in that Penguin series where he like had a whole whiplash fucking um, thing. I don't, but... know. I don't know if that was confirmed uh, concussion or not, but it definitely like, you know, that's the vibe I got. Uh, and yeah, so. In the wins. So, yeah. In, in the wins, I also thought that just in general, in the wins. I thought the the defense looked looked uh, well. I would say it looked strong. You know, I thought Pelik and Pulak uh, look. You know that that's you need that for the confidence. Like, uh, frankly, as a fan, I need yeah. to see Pelik and Pulak out there to have some like uh, confidence in. Like, anytime there's a shift where it's Sorokin, Pelik, and Pulak, I just feel like calm. Yeah, yeah. I feel calm. And I need at least 25 minutes of that yeah. game. I like yeah. I just need 25 minutes of that. And and I, I like I generally like Dobson and, and and Romanov. I think Me too. They can they can grow together. I think I think the, I guess on some level the problem is in the win it was huge and that in that ducks win it was huge. I mean Mayfield and, and Salo got both got you know two, two goals. goals. But yeah. uh but They've also in the they've in those games they've looked good and in the losses they've been horror shows of just so like... so so let's pivot to the losses because we kind of you know I, I do think that we there are bright spots in losses great. I think and 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 so that's the thing. great yeah that that's the thing about the losses too where you can point to someone like Sorokin and say you know maybe not every single game he's been perfect but there's been stretches where it's like this guy rocks even in even in the loss well, and he's the only thing keeping them in yeah i mean that, that i didn't see the devil's game but i heard he was fucking insane yeah. in the first keeping keeping it not three nothing in the first period was like, yeah the the shot count alone was like was jarring 43 um, 17 i think for the game i mean even in the first period it was like something it was something ridiculous like 18 to 3 you know what i mean where you just like yeah you look on the app you know if you're not watching the game you look on the app and you go this has got to be some kind of mistake like you know it's like eight to three right <laughs> no yeah yeah um uh, or 18 to 13 or something like that no yeah so 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 i like i said i don't necessarily want to go through the the losses you know like lost by loss especially like the opening night game like you know who gives a fuck like you know they lost uh <coughs> yeah whatever um but like I, I, I think that, like, even just to point to, like, these two back-to-back, the, you know, this back-to-back in uh, Florida, where, like, what I saw a lot of was, again, very clear, like, 
there are stretches where Lane Lambert wants the team to maybe run and guns, not the, the right way to put it, but that's kind of the way that it was like looking. And it's a thing where it's like, he wants them to kind of be pushing play. And so there was, you know, stretches of that Tampa game where they were just trading chances. And it was a thing where, you know, it's one of those things where they, they came very close to scoring before the, the lightning did, but they didn't. And then the lightning wound up, you know, coming down. It was, Chance, 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 you know, goal. Yeah. And so it's a thing where, like, I, I don't necessarily buy the, they just don't have the talent to, uh, you know. It's a thing where, like, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, if if someone like Matt Barzell scores on one of their chances before, you know, in this in this exchange, like, you're not if saying. If Matt Barzell fucking shoots on that on that three-on-two where he, he, like, got the pass in yeah. stride in the slot and he passed yeah. it back to Lee. And, and I think, and it, I think the, I think it's just, it, it's uh, so it's a mix of the same issues and, and new issues. Like, so getting to a new issue to me, it's no small thing that Lane Lambert for some reason thought, because we're not going to get the matches, the matchups, let's toss up the, the D pairs anyway. Mm. No one does that. You just don't do that. That's kind of crazy that he, that, that I, and you know what? It's, he is a, if this is his first time coaching, you, you, you do have to understand like he is a rookie head coach and, and he does not have the same leash that a rookie star player gets, but he's, I'm willing to, to, to concede that he's going to make some, some errors, but I can't, like a lot of the goals in that in that uh, Tampa game were defensive miscues that, that were just like clearly guys not yeah. knowing how to play with each other, not knowing who likes to take what space where, who know like they were not reading the same game. And if the Islanders' defense doesn't hold it together, their offense, I like, you know, I I think that they need to play. It, the the thing that I see in the losses is that they need to play somewhere between. I, I get that there's that there's you know strides in in getting to the the Lane Lambert system, mm-hmm. but for literally the immediate moment, there needs to be a pivot to basically training wheels. How do you not? Uh, I I I think they they don't. They look too out of sorts trying to play the whatever they're trying to play right now well i i think it's growing pains totally totally and 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 again it's why i'm not necessarily defending the idea of uh lane lambert deciding to swap d pairs but i it, it's one of those things where i'm like he tried something and and i think when you you get on someone when they try something and it doesn't work and then they try it again and again and it's still not working i think that like you know, this early in the season, you give something like that a shot and you learn from it, hopefully. Uh yeah. that that that's something where I that that that's where me being a normal person uh and being like it's game six plays in, I think. Yeah. And like I, I, yeah. And, and and that's not that's not a shot at you because you are also a normal person who is saying it is game six. Um it, it, it's like 
I I think that it's a valid uh a valid concern. I just think that it's one of those things where like it it'll become a little bit more of a concern as it repeats should it not work. You know, and it's one of those things where he can go back to this as an idea if he's stifled, you know, like halfway through the season about something. Or to find but, out to find out how those guys play with each other. But I, I think And then do it. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I but I think I think you don't try those in games. Like I, I just think points are so precious. Yeah. Even even now, and and, and that's of part course. of why like so I think yeah. I think that's weird, but I also think that like Part of it is, is I guess my point about like pivoting between what they think, you know, what lane, what lane's original idea of, of how to, this team should play and, uh, yeah. And what, what, what they'll actually succeed in is that like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of trot slander after the two wins, but, right. uh, but pretty quickly, you know, the, the other thought is that maybe trots played the conservative style of hockey that he played where everything was about doing everything you can to keep the puck in front of you at all times, to keep the play in front of you at all times, never to be behind the puck, never to be behind the pace of the, of the other team. Um, is that like, that might be the most sustainable 82 game uh, path for the roster that the team has and 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 you know I, so I just uh, I just feel like you know w- w- the way it it works is that the Islanders ultimately need to take care of their own end. Something that that Barzell said in one of in his like thirty two thoughts interview before he extended, but it, where when it was clear like oh he really wants to stay yeah. was that he talked about how like everybody that's come up to him like all summer saying like can't wait to see you play in in, in a you know faster system better system. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, I know our team and our team's not going to succeed unless unless we take care of our own end first. And they haven't they haven't done that. Right. Part of why Sorokin's looked as good as he has is that he's been left. They've been outshot uh, quite a bit outside. I feel like outside of the wins, the the wins, um, they, they've been outshot quite a bit. And uh they outshot and, the uh, lightning. They outshot the lightning, which was noticeable. It did feel like they were outplaying the lightning. I will say, during a lot of that game, especially the first period, um, and I kind of think that you know they got outshot by the Devils. They got outshot by the Panthers in both, both and, times. And, well, in bo- and, and in both in both Florida games, it's that they and this is another thing. No, they outshot the Panthers a, though. It, okay, so it's it's, it, it's some critique either of the system. Yeah, or the players, or the coach, or all of it, but like the in in both loss in in both of the Florida Tampa losses, which seems like the ones where after those games now you're you're kind of evaluating the entirety of the of the team so far. It's that the Islanders uh, cannot afford. The Islanders have the goaltending that 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 other organizations wish they could have, but they cannot, they seemingly will struggle as they're playing right now, cannot survive their goalies having anything less than an A minus night. And that is, and that, that comes down to either it's something, it's some combination of, of, of system coach players or, or performance. And uh, 
I don't know what any of it is, but I, I think, you know, it is early. Well, they need, yeah. they, they need time. They need time at the same time that when I say need time, I think within, you know, I think 12 games is plenty of time to know, to know where things are. And I really think if they're, if they're listless still at like at the 10 to 12 game listless or worse at the 10 to 12 game mark, I think that's where you might see trades uh, or a trade, a trade in any direction. But I, I think, yeah, I think that it's just, it's at this point, you know, they, they listen to the room about not wanting to, uh, not wanting to lose a guy, not want then and, and Lou for for better and at the moment feels like maybe worse, at least short term worse. He abided by that, but uh does like they can't they can't literally can't financially afford to be rudderless uh before Halloween. Um yeah, I mean you can't afford a six-game loss, nine game, uh, a six a six-game losing streak, nine games into the season. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, let's let's put a pin in it and see. I, I need context, a little more context to you know if these are. Yeah, I I just want to see how these games go before I make any sweeping statements. Like I said, like we're six games in. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not willing to put like a. They need to do this. Obviously, it's like it's one of those things where you say, yes, they can't afford to lose every game from now until the next episode that we do. That 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 feels correct. And I don't think they're going to. Uh, and I know this is a tough stretch. And I know that, you know, the Rangers are good, I guess. Um, I guess. And then you've got the Avs on Saturday. So, They've been struggling, know. too. The, the yeah, Rangers have been struggling, too. Um, and the abs are not, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're three and two. Uh, they're, they're not like, they haven't played perfect hockey either. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, it's a long we're going to we're gonna pivot to the next thing, um, in just a moment. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to pivot now to topic number four or five. And that being the fisherman. We were right. Um, we were right, and we won. And, and we, we won. won. It's important. It's important we to right. that we won. And we won. We won. You lost. Everybody that's upset about the fisherman, you understand that you lost. We won. We got what we wanted. And right. What What you didn't want to have happen did happen. It did happen. Also, get a life. Get a life. Uh, also, you're I mad. Already... You're mad. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're mad. You're mad that I'm happy. I, I I already bought one of the jerseys. I, I pre-ordered a Barzell one. I gave the team my money. I I basically um made them feel good about the decision that they made to make you unhappy. Um I I said here, you take my three hundred dollars. I want that jersey. Um partly and they're because they're gonna I, see that and they're gonna go, yeah. Oh, that's good. Good that we did that. We should do the more of this. And you know what you know what else that I'm uh going to do also. Uh, I'm about to buy tickets to that first game that they wear them at, and I'm going to cheer them when they go on the ice, and and I'm going to wear my jersey that I got with it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing where you take the crest and you kind of wave it around and you point <laughs> at it. it. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Oh um, man! Oh, and yes. And just 
just a little added thing. It's like the fourth fisherman thing that I own now. This is my second fisherman jersey. I've got a little baseball jersey just like yours. Um, mine's got mine's got like buttons where it's actually yours yeah, is like a one. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Yours is like a one. I've got a black Brooklyn logo, like the one that you have right there, which I also really like. Um, and that's another jersey that I want to get at some point, and you can get them for cheaper now. Uh, I really liked those black jerseys, honestly. I thought that they looked really sharp, um, but obviously different different time to discuss that i think um so let's get into it for a second um we're really happy about this right yeah Yeah. we're really happy about this um i want to know what you think because i know that there is some you know when they first when the prototypes first got leaked or not prototypes when the actual uh jersey got leaked you know a couple days before the announcement or even like kind of on the eve of the actual announcement itself um you know, the, the picture wasn't super high quality and we were seeing not a ton of teal and you're kind of like, I don't know. And I kind of think that the initial reaction being, Hmm, has changed to being like, I actually really like this and think it looks really good. Yeah. Honestly. So, yeah. So I think part of the issue is that the NHL, it's a mix of, I'm not sure who, who to blame more because it's two, it's two parties that I find very, dubious at being able to make anything look good or fun or enjoyable and that is i don't know if it's if the nhl and their just rollout their weird ass rollout of these jerseys um stylistically and presentation wise um pierre pierre luke dubious has been weird (laughs) or like if if they're at fault, if the NHL's at fault, or the Islander brass maybe being like, let's not over overhype the fishermen. Yeah, do let's be kind of like, let's, yeah, let's be a little cagey about it. like. But it did at first there was a bit of like a hmm. I need to think about this for a bit <laughs> because uh, you know the lack of uh, the the lack one. It was like the first thing that you noticed was like how minimal the teal was. Right. Then it then it was like okay, and and you're not doing the wave because <laughs> I remember there was that that <clears throat> gotta stop oh, eating eating a tra- I was eating trail mix while uh, right. while recording and it's right. uh, going down my throat. Um, I'm, dr- I'm drinking a Gatorade. I'm drinking a Gatorade. I finished my uh, I finished my the bone, bone juice. juice. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the wave, the wave, no wave. The, the, no wave. So then it's like, what is even here? And uh, like, what what was the point of doing this? If like... Oh, fisherman. <laughs> yeah, fisherman, but you know what you talk. I'm going to keep coughing. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not editing any of this out anyway. Um, let, me, let me pull up a picture of this jersey. Yeah, let me pull up a picture of this jersey really quick. Um, just so that way I can kind of I, I can kind of like no, go ahead what were you going to say while you do that I also thought that the um, I like this jersey the lighting was the lighting was really bad like in that yeah. video it, I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was navy or black right it's navy it's navy and you know what here's here's the thing about it I'm not the biggest biggest fan of like like the Islanders, like, super Navy, 
blue. You know, any team that does like a deep blue is not necessarily my thing. I like the lighter stuff. Why this works is because of the little bit of teal they got going on and that orange that makes it pop. If there was yeah. no teal, in, yeah. if there was no teal in this jersey, it would be a bummer for me. But because of just the stick and part of this, you know, the the kind of the wave at the bottom of the logo here, not the jersey. Um, I'm like, it, it makes the whole thing. And 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 it, it also kind of feels like this orange is just it just looks like it pops a little bit more than even the stripe the striping. I'm really curious on. to see what the full uniform is going to be. Me too. That's the thing too. Where like I I always think to the Oilers last year where the jerseys come out and I go, you know, they weren't one of the ones where I was like that's a miss, but I was like that's a nothing. And then the jersey, the full you know the full kit comes out. You know they come on the ice with them, and I'm like. That's like a top five because of the yeah. gloves, the pants, like, and so while the jersey itself is a, a hit, I, I think it's it's firmly good. Um, while I think that the jersey itself is firmly good, we're we're either staying at good or going to great, depending on what the pants and glove situation look like, and the socks and the socks too. I imagine the socks are going to be. Yeah, I'm, holding out, I'm, hold, I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that that, that there's going to be some teal in play on the other stuff like a little bit a little bit here maybe the letters on the on the gloves or like sure. just like the thumb of the the thumb of a glove yeah yeah but uh a, ultimately a little a little strip on the on the sock you know like yeah yeah and so it's one of those things where scott our friend scott um was like a little bit less. God, in, uh, it's a little bit less. Scott's brother, I hope. I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening, Gary, Scott's yeah. brother, uh, Gary. So, uh, yeah, we just saw that Gary followed the pod on Twitter. I think he just made a Twitter. Um, big Yankees fan. Very oh, sorry yeah. about your loss. Very sorry about your loss. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so what? What? What I was saying was, so, so, so someone like Scott, who he's he. He does not have a ton of fisherman stuff, and he's do he doesn't have a fisherman jersey. And I think what he was looking for was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get like a fisherman jersey that makes sense with a player that a current player that I like. And then when there was a lack of teal there, he was like, ah, fuck, you know what? I'm I I can't really justify buying this before I have an actual fisherman jersey that is the more proper one. And I think that that is also an appropriate kind of uh that that's an appropriate response to it too where i've got the i splurged on one a couple of years ago and i've got that hanging in the closet so it's i've i feel completely fine with having you know one of the reverse retro ones also so it's not like one or the other for me whereas to him it's like he was waiting for this as you know hoping that they would eventually do this fisherman thing and now he's like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and do the uh the older one. And I think that's fine. And so there, there's there's a couple of different appropriate responses to this. And there's yeah. a, there's also an appropriate response to this if you don't like it too, which which plenty of people have. Um, you know, where they just kind of shrug their shoulders and they go, hey, you know what? I don't really like the way that looks. Uh okay. That and that's there, it. There was a guy that said, I don't care if they skate naked out there, it's just win. And Saw I was that. like, Yep. Correct. Great. I was like, awesome, awesome response. Yeah, that's great, literally. Great. You can hate the jersey. All that matters. You can even hate the jersey and be like, ah, I hate the way these things look, but whatever. It's the people who are like, legitimately, like, you know, 
the the alumni hate this jersey. I was part of a one of the protests to take this thing out. Like here, read this literature. The only thing from... you've ever protested in your garbage fucking life. Yeah, you're so, on I'm a freak. So it's a thing where it's like, you know, it's insane to 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 feel that passionately about a jersey worn. I said I thought it was going to be three times, but they're wearing it six times. That's great. Again, oh, yeah, though, baby. Again, I'm going to be at one of those games. Maybe two. Maybe you know, maybe two or three. I I the show that I thought I might be playing the night of the tenth now might be the ninth. Just oh, okay. got a text. Just got a text before we're going to be do. We're trying to do a fundraiser, a legal fundraiser show for these uh, Filipino activists that got fucking police brutality and fucking arrested that- and fucked up situation so uh we're, but that that show might happen december 9th instead of 10th so if it does come to the show and then we'll go to the fisherman game the first fisherman night on the 10th if it plays out that way which is also my birthday well i mean i mean it's more <laughs> all right it's so i think about it as so, the fisherman game. so um so yeah uh big win for us ultimately uh two thumbs up for the jersey could be three thumbs up by the time it's these full pit. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I'm thinking, I think I might get a, um, well, one, I might get a, a, a blank from the team store. Mm-hmm. And then, cause it's probably, or I'll wait till they're at the team store because the, if you want actual stitching, yeah, like they, they send it to this spot, I think in like Whitestone, that's called stitches mm-hmm. that like actually, you know, but the, the aisles lab or whatever, they 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 heat press it, which whatever, like yeah. that's cool too. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go whole hog and I'm I'm either gonna go Sorokin. Yeah. Or Dobson. Yeah, I, I, I it's one of those things where had Barzell not signed an eight year deal with the team, <laughs> yeah. I probably would have gotten like honestly, I probably would have sprung for like a Pelic or even a Sorokin. But it's a thing where the guy signs an eight-year deal with the team, and he's he he's flashy like the jersey. So I was like, you know what, this feels appropriate. Yeah, and honestly, like I, even though like Sorokin is definitely my favorite player on the team by far, I Barzell's flashiness mixed with the fisherman feels kind of yeah. hard to to pass up on. Like I haven't. Part of me wants to maybe get get a blank first and just mm-hmm. have it. And like sit like sit on it, yeah. Sit on it, and then uh, and then maybe do a jersey reveal for the last fisherman game of the season. Oh, that could be fun. That could be really fun. Uh, and and so before we pivot off this and go to questions, um, uh, is there any of the reverse retros that you uh that stood out in either a positive or negative way outside of the fisherman? Honestly, I want to say, I I what you said earlier, how people talk about like everything always has to be the worst or the best. Sure. 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 Yeah. I actually land somewhere either between, I think these are a, a pretty cool crop, a pretty cool crop what or, crop? or, or the best. I mean, uh, I mean, there's only been two, but like, uh, as far as like when the league's done a full Jersey rollout all at once, like, yeah, I thought a lot of the 07, 08 stuff was, was a disaster. Like the Islanders one was 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 bad. Yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah. I think wasn't that when the Stars had their like no logo on the front, just like oh my Dallas word number oh on the my front. Word, yeah. Remember one that? Of my, that one was of my awful. least favorite look. By the way, 
their reverse retro last year rocked. White and gloves. Think, yeah. Um, I think I I but I think in general, like I'm looking through the the, yeah. the athletic list right now. I remember I'm trying to think which ones I like liked the most. Um, so so for me for me the ones that I really liked the most were uh, the Panthers hit it out of the park. I think that is a great scheme and and, sec- and that logo. I love the Canadians doing the light blue thing. Um, I want I want to say the Robo Penguins cool. Um, that's cool. Uh, I, I think that the flyers is like kind of a, a little bit of a nothing, but the fact that they're doing the, the pants for warmups when they, you know about that, they're doing the, like, I saw it. Well, I saw the, um, yeah, I yeah. saw the, um, I guess the promo pick that they did and I was like, nice. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm just going to go through the others real quick. Winnipeg's is great. Probably their best jersey right now. I love, the, I love Dallas's. I love Dallas's. The Coyotes one's unbelievable. Yeah. Dallas's is good. Um, Blues St. and Louis, Predators. St. Louis, weird. Cool logos, I think. Uh, obviously the Predators one being the, you know, one that we've seen before, but cool, cool logos. Um, uh, the Avalanche one is like the more I look at it, the more I think it's okay. But I just like eh, it's a lot of lazy. The, the, there's there's a everything you know. I I think like even the ones that are like I don't really find that many of them bad. Honestly, the only I, the I only think, ones that I think are bad are mostly just. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say Detroit, but it's one of those things where and and Chicago, but. I kind of want to see the context of the full jerseys too. Like they're, they're kind of throwbacks and I like that. Like, you know, that's, it's like an ode to, uh, you know, it's kind of just like a, a throwback to a different time. So it's like one of those things where like, you could say it's like, Oh man, they really fucked this up. Or you could just be like, oh, I get what they were going for, but it's not my thing. Uh, you know, but either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so before we get to, uh, questions or anything, um, I think that's all I had before questions. Did you have anything else? No, because looking at some of the questions, I think some of the stuff I wanted to talk about will come out in in that. All right. Um, I'll read the questions. I did this last time. I, I, I'll read the questions. You can give the first answers. Um, so let's see. Uh, okay. All right. Here we are. Yeah, it was like five questions or something like that maybe more okay um i'm not gonna read that one first jesus christ uh okay i actually like this question a lot why and i feel like it's an appropriate like balance between the like doomer people and like a legitimate like uh a thoughtful question i think that leans towards the doomer freaks um Mm -hmm. How much of staying the course was belief in winning versus putting butts in seats for the 50th at UBS? So I, I, obviously there's a hint of cynicism there, but I like that it's like a thing where you're where where they think like, are they really actually staying the course or were they just like kind of were were their hands forced by ownership to you know like sell staying the course to put uh, people in the seats for the 50th at UBS? I, I, I appreciate the way that's worded, but I do still think it's it's you know kind of ridiculous um to think that like Lou or or the owners themselves, like while obviously they're in the business of um you know needing to fill the seats, I think that it's a thing where like 
they believe in Lou. And I, I legitimately think that Lou, while he is like older and obviously not going to like be like, we need to rebuild. I think that he obviously clearly sees that like he, he has some belief in this core. So it's like a thing where it's like, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think that it's a little bit more belief in winning than it was like, uh, we need to fill the seats at UBS for the 50th uh, anniversary of the team. Well, I, I think, I think the need to fill, fill the arena is, is a, is a big motivation. I mean, like, like they owners and I, I don't fucking give a shit about any of these fucking owners. They're, they're a bunch of scum, but, but they did lose money. Like they, they did lose money in the, in, in, uh, um, you know, the pandemic, not having fans, um, having limited fans for a while. And then the team struggling last year. I mean, they, they sold the season tickets, so they're able to um, have people. Um, or you know, they, they they do have money there, but it's not it's not a good look. I don't. I, on some level, people can say like, oh well, if if they you know sold out of tickets or whatever, it doesn't matter what the secondary market is. But the bad PR, the bad the bad morale around half empty arenas is is real, and they, and they want to avoid that. So they right. want to be good. They want they to be want- good. But with all that said, that's why I think there is belief. There is there's belief, uh, some level of belief in this team. And also, to be honest with you, I think there is there's a couple of realities that that took place that kind of converged um, maybe a year earlier than, than you would have thought, which is yeah. that trots. You know, I I think I think it it's. Uh, it was a multiple layered thing, but I, something tells me, you know, um, there was some consideration about like concern about how much Trotz's heart was, was in it after all the, you know, personal loss that sure. he had last yeah. year and, and being in the last year of a contract. Um, but, but also another part of that is that like, uh, you know, if, it, it would have been hard, I think, for this team. Like we said before, they're, they're not they're not one player away. So to get a lot of the shiny pieces, you would have had to have. Uh, you would you would have probably had to have packaged a first round draft pick or a ratty or both in some of the deals to get some con- to get some money out to bring these players in that that, and, that that you're talking about and in doing so the I like the circular thing there is that the, you couldn't they can't it's frustrating because they, they can't in my opinion afford to toss out a ratty or a a defer. uh def, yeah yeah I mean less with him like but definitely like I to me if there's a possible retool that's a that's ahead it involves getting those guys in so you couldn't you couldn't do that so more or less you kind of had with the exception of yes they could have they could have signed johnny gaudreau it seems like they didn't want to i'm not sure if if he wanted to um we'll never know they didn't fight hard enough there's a lot there but like I, i even then i don't know that gaudreau would have made all of it better it, it feels like they kind of need the, the way some of these guys are aging they they're gonna need 
like young legs and ELC money on the books soon. Yeah, which it looks like they're set up to uh have. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is kind of nice. Um yeah, and I I just want to say also just to just to like kind of like it's something that you said about them not being one piece away. It's 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 both like they're not one piece away but also the team's not if the team's going to be successful this year, it's like one of those things where it's not it wouldn't be because of one piece like a Johnny Gujar or something like that like it's it's one of those like they're going to have to be more successful as a unit like you know like greater than the sum of their parts which was like a lot of what you know they said when the islanders were you know like they being like you know the Elliot Friedmans the you know the the insiders the the, the hockey pundits of the world um were saying about them uh and you know them being that kind of you know greater than the sum of their parts is while not it's not going to be the Barry Trotts, you know, like immovable object anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're they're gonna have to find middle ground between that, you know, that unit and then letting some of their star players shine that they already yeah. have, you know, or yeah, some of their but... shinier pieces. So it's not like a thing where they're like, oh well, they're on the cusp. They just need the one goal scorer. No, they just need to, you know, like return to that kind of sound structure, like you said, like we said, they needed in those losses while also being able to kind of play, and, you know, and, a new type of hockey, especially when needing to push for offense, I guess. And, 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 some, and something to consider, and, and you know, I think it's a, it's somebody that, that I'm probably going to get into in another question that we have coming up, but it's, uh, it's like, okay, the Islanders were a, like, a system. We, you talk about system teams. The Islanders were practically a religion team the way they played their games the fact and and two things can be true it's possible that that on some level they got they got exhausted of of the religion that they were that they were under yeah it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that what comes next is going to instantly fit like a glove and is not going to be without without change and and think about and with that in mind think about two guys that that were the the trots guys that to me look um, varying levels, but don't look themselves are Adam Pellick and Brock Nelson. And those are the two guys that pretty much went, went under like revolutions under trots mm-hmm. in, in um, terms, in terms of just the overhaul of capability and responsibility uh, and an execution that those guys it just constantly exhibited. And they've both been very clunky thus far. And I think, you know, that's uh that's uh that's kind of a thing to to kind of something to keep understand. an eye on. Yeah, it's 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 keep an eye on because that's kind of I think the gauge of of how this team is going right now and, and how the learning is going because those are the guys that were the, the devout students of trots that yeah, and, and we could we could look back on this in six games and be like, that's even a bit of an overreaction because now Pellick looks more comfortable and now Brock's got four goals or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But all right, let, 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 let's move. I assume that the next question that the question that you made reference to was Vinny, my friend, yep. uh, oh, yeah. 
asking when Lou is fired, what hard pieces to say goodbye to are dealt. Um, okay. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, again, just like put a little asterisk on this and just be like, all right, you know, let's, let's give it a couple more games. I understand the, you know, like, I, I feel like this question was asked like pretty immediately after, uh, after that Florida <laughs> yeah. loss. So, so right after say, I tweet, I think like right after I tweeted asking for questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a little, I feel like it's a little bit reactionary and let me just say, um, if there were a situation where things went went bad and for whatever reason Lou got fired, I think the hardest piece to say goodbye to would probably be someone like Brock Nelson. That's probably, you know, he's got value and you could sell a team on a deadline, you know. But yeah. I'm 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 gonna say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my part of this brief because I don't think that's gonna happen. And I'm just gonna say that if it were to, it would be a Brock Nelson, but I don't think it's gonna happen. So, well, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that uh, for the first part of the premise of the question, like, I don't think Lou Lamorello is no. ever going to be traded, uh, is ever going to be sure. fired. <laughs> I don't think crazy. he's ever going to be fired yeah. because they're just not going to, the man just turned 80. Sure. Sure. They're not going to do that to Peepaw. No, honestly, no 80 year old man should be fired or it's woman. Just mean. It's mean. Yeah. No, yeah. No, or, or no, person. Or person. No 80-year-old person. Of any kind. Fired. No yeah. one should no one of that age should be fired. Um it's just just you know, just uh create yeah. a position above their position that has no responsibilities. Right, right. And so and, so, and it doesn't and you don't even need to come to the office for it. Yeah, but yeah, the but, the Leafs tried to do that to him, and then he quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. <then> he quit. <laughs> um, so, so 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 yeah, I I think, but the, I think yeah, I think um, Nelson's a guy that like honestly, part of uh, I'm surprised you you even were willing to entertain that because a thought that I I've had is that like okay, if you're gonna retool, retooling means pieces in and pieces out, prominent, prominent out, and prominent pieces it in either internally. Or externally, yeah, and probably a mix of both. It's easy to say someone like Josh Bailey, who is less productive than, but, and that's not even necessarily hard because to me, he's he's gonna he's gonna lane fucking scratching him. He was pissed about that. If you saw his quote, he he, he said like, "I'm here now." When he, when he was asked about it after the Florida loss, he said, "I'm here now. That's what matters." And I was like, "Geez, that's a yeah. pretty terse, pretty terse quote." from uh from my friend jb12 but he's gonna get a thousand games as an islander uh yeah that's uh, he's had he's made great great memories he's had great performances in big spots he's had great seasons uh you know uh it's i I, i've prepped for him leaving since they put him on the you know seattle expansion list i I, that that to me signified this is a guy that's on the market um or what, whenever guys are on the market, he's he's immediately on the table. He doesn't have any trade protection. Like, you know, to me, even if he rebounds and has, like, a decent season this year, like, puts up, like, I don't know, it gets, like, 30, 30, yeah, like, 34, 34 assists and, like, 12 goals, something like sure. that. Like, yeah, 40-something points, sure. 40-something, like, 50-ish, gets to 50. 50 points would be great. Like, gets close 60. to 50. 70 points, 80 points. 80 points. It wins the Heart Trophy. <laughs> Art Ross. Art Ross. Uh, 
Rock you know, but, like, to me, <laughs> but, but to, to me, like, you know, I think, you know, even if he has a decent season, I, I've like handpicked him to get traded for the last year of his contract to an Ottawa or to a, to a, a Buffalo, to a mm. Buffalo. They'll um, get there. But, uh, but, you know, I, um, yeah, like Nelson's a guy that like, he's still productive or he's been very recently, very productive as a goal scorer is young enough as a center that if a team is like killing it everywhere else, but center, you plug him in and he got, and you got like wingers that could drive the play more than him. Like right now he's a play driver for the Islanders. And that's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Like if he got to just be a guy somewhere, that would be, that would be huge. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and I think Scott Mayfield's a guy that, that as much as I've dogged on him, it's that, uh, you know, he's a guy that has, has, has bled and uh, made a lot of people bleed and, and has broken ribs of, uh, he, he's had bones of his broken and he's broken bones in the name of the Islanders. And, and I think that's a legacy to be proud of and it's going to be a be a shame to see him go especially with the the cap going up and him possibly being more affordable yeah um all right i'm going to uh move on from this question um i'm going to ask another question uh this one seems like an easy yes or no from you duke smellington uh interesting name because of the uh the name is really duke ellington but I guess uh, it's like a joke name. Um, yeah. He asked, is Desmond, uh, they asked, is Desmond playing goalie for the Hoyt Halloween tourney? Uh, so that's uh, that's a you thing. So, yeah, despite uh, being the MVP last year's tournament, um, which, yeah, you know, I was I was the number two pick of the draft. And I, I said when I accepted the MVP, that this proves above all, I should have been the number one pick in the draft. Uh, I am not going to be playing this year because I'm uh, going to be going to a Halloween party Saturday night, probably late, probably getting very woozy. I'm not sure. I, I'm going to be unfit to play, I think, at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. So, uh, no. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, I like this question because it is um, it is something that we preached about a little bit earlier about how people need to have other interests. Um, album of the year candidates. Um, do you want me you to go? go? You... Okay. Yeah, you go first because I, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, okay, so let me just say uh, two bands that we were just recently on tour with in September, Roll Tomasi and the Cal's Dow Boys put out records. Uh, this year that are really really good um uh i'm trying to think um beach house put out a record that i really like once twice melody i went to go see them with my wife earlier in the year um black midi put out a really good record kind of a mr bungle um kind of a mr bungle vibe a little bit um new cult of luna record's great new ghost record is one of those things where um the record's good and then the last three songs on it are like three of the best ghost songs i've ever heard and um do you like ghost desmond never really listened to them to be honest it's, with you it's kind of abba meets black sabbath it fucking rocks um porcupine tree put out a new record that i really liked um 
uh, I haven't listened to the new Taylor Swift record yet, uh, but I just got it. I've been waiting to get my actual physical record to listen to it. Um, so I and there's some I, cool death metals um, come out on death and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. There's albums I've liked tons. this year, I've liked, and and we'll bit probably this will be easier to do. Maybe we'll do one at the end of the year when yeah, we're wrapped situations because it's easier. It's easier, but uh, albums that come to mind that I've listened to a lot this year. Uh, this album by a band called Carly Cosgrove, "See You in Chemistry," is the name of that album. Yeah. Uh, Proper's "Great American Novel," uh, the new R.T. Strange album was really good. Uh, I gotta, what else has come? I'm trying Great to think. Great American, else. Great American Novel sounds familiar. I think it's because someone in that band did the did the theme song for a po- my favorite podcast, Blank Check. Someone improper? No, Great American Novel. Oh no, that's the name of the album. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, the the yeah. theme is by a band called the Great American Novel, so that's funny. Um, okay, but yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 but I, I uh, I'll have to. We'll do. I'll we'll do. To... We'll, we'll do a proper full kind of like we'll do, we'll do a longer thing on this at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but I like the question, and I like that. Um, I, I like that you got our gears turning about this a little bit. Um, and let's end off mm-hmm. on this because I know we've got we've got four and a half minutes before the time runs out, and I know mm-hmm. that um, I, I I know that you're going to lean into this one a little bit, but I'm not going to have much to say about it. Um, our friend Bud Light Man, Bud Bud Lightly Man. Um, this one isn't to any host or co-host in particular, but wondering who's everyone rooting for on Saturday. Um, well, as the host and not the co-host, I'm rooting for the Islanders. I'm I I think I'm rooting for what everyone what everyone's rooting for is going to watch the game, which is a good game. I'm no, I, no I, Islander I, fans. Islander fans are rooting for the Islanders, and it's interesting that you're disloyal. You're wavering here. You're 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 trying to fence it when when your band has fishermen rip off shirts. I'm going to report you. I'm going to report you and they're going to shut your band down because <laughs> you are copying their logo. You're willing to, to make money off of their likeness. But when it comes down to it, you don't have their back and they have yours. It's very interesting. Uh, I, I just think that it's going to be, it's hard for me to say. Is it, what's wait, gonna... which, wait, wait, which team is the, the, the shirt of rip off? Is the, it's an avalanche logo. No, it's it's uh, so so it's a oh, it's, it's an a, Islanders. So you're you're gonna make money off of it, part the Islanders. Part, but when it comes to rooting, uh, so part part of my thing with it is right. I just want um, I I can't say for sure what's gonna happen in the game, and I just think that it's gonna be really. I I think that it's it's got all of the makings of uh, what's gonna be a good game. But um, you can root. You can I'm root, root for a team, and I'm hoping for a close. I'm hoping for a close one, maybe overtime, to really just get it. Kind of uh, get you know the Islanders need as many points as, as as possible, and you know that. So everyone gets the most for their money that goes to the game and that is watching. You know, and I hope that it's an exciting one, and I hope that all the players have good games. I hope that none of the goalies let up any bad goals, and I hope that all of the goals that are scored so you are really hope good none ones. of them. You hope none of them. Uh, and I think that it'll, and I think that it will be a good game. 
And I think that's all the time we really have left for the pod. I, I think the Islanders, uh, I, I'm, and again, so I'm rooting for the Islanders and Mike isn't. Well, I wouldn't, I, I definitely want them to do well. Are you rooting for the Islanders to win the game? I'm hoping that everyone gets points. Are you rooting for the Islanders to win players, the game? Players and teams. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy if the Islanders win. A big smile on my face, no matter what. Folks, remember, if this is the last episode before you hit the polls, remember, Mike could not answer the question, who are you rooting for? And I that is why, that is why right now I am announcing that I am adding Mike's disloyalty in the Islander Avalanche game, October 29th, 2022, to a, the uh, ongoing August 6th commission. So anybody that wants to offer testimony uh, about Mike uh, Mike's disloyalty and, and honestly, potentially his uh, impeachment as a podcaster, please reach out. Reach out to me at, at goldmember182. I don't want him to have access to the DMs. Uh, he's already... Um, kind of persuaded and tampered with some witnesses in the case. So uh, definitely please make sure to, uh, to DM me if you are willing to testify against Mike. Here's what I'm going to say in regards to the impeachment. We have less than a minute before this episode ends on its own. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to quote one James Cameron when they, when the, the big, big money, big money Hollywood tried to get him to cut down uh, while filming the Titanic, the only way, the only way to, the only way to stop me is to fire me, and the only way to fire me is to kill me. Well, I might have to stand my ground. We'll see you guys next episode. <laughs> <laughs>